welcome to the Tag and Brando podcast. I am one of those people, and it's nice of you to join us today on our podcast, where Brandon and I talk about things, lots of stuff, mm-hmm. sometimes nothing, mm-hmm. but it's always enjoyable, <laughs> at least to us, hopefully to you. That's why you're here, hopefully. Um, how are you today, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, air's cleared up a little bit. Oh, yeah. So it's not like hot, smoky mess out right out there. You can take some deep breaths. Yeah, if you guys are listening to this, this is uh, obviously around the time when the fires were going and the smoke was blowing all over the West Coast. Um, mm-hmm. so we, yeah, we got, it's been pretty much... Uh, Hazy since last weekend, so. Yeah, and like that's like the craziest thing is we were talking about uh, cloud seeding at uh, um, at work. And like so one like, does. Do you think if we, yeah, do you think if we did some cloud seeding, got some rain, it would help clear this out? I'm like, isn't this basically what cloud seeding is? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right. Right. So, I don't know, man. Well, that's an interesting point. Could you, if there was a fire, could you create the right stuff to throw in the fire and burn that would then, in the smoke, seed the clouds to to provide rain to fight that fire? I don't know. Because that's, I guess, I mean, that's the thing. We're not even sure if cloud seeding even really works because I like they do it in China all the time, but there's no set research that said forming these clouds equal this rain mm. two days later or three days gotcha. later and stuff. It's not it's that's from what I understand and looked up and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily like, oh, well, we can create clouds and get rain wherever we want, whenever we want. You know, this isn't Back to the Future right. too. <laughs> well, it should be. You crazy? That would be a great uh, solution to the water uh, situation if we could just make it rain when we needed more water. Right. Exactly. But uh, that's a question for another day. How about a question for today? <laughs> for this particular day? Okay. Yes. So uh, we're going to do our question of the day, and then we're going to get a triggered memory, and then we're going to get to some new. So stay tuned. We do the new like they do the news after all the boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but this isn't boring. This, is, this should be exciting. Yeah. So uh, we are asking, we've talked about time travel in the past. Yeah. And how... You know, if we could go back and, you know, check things out and, you know, uh, hopefully not affect things, you know, we're not, you know, crushing butterflies and all that kind of right. stuff or whatever. But my question to you is, if you had the ability to go back and observe, but not just observe, take and record, take a recording device like a camera and record what's going on in history in that you know, particular moment and such, but you can also go back as many times as you want as strictly as an observer and they can't, 
see you or you can't interact with anything. But you can set up the angles and the shots and go back to the same event multiple times. So if it's like, you know, like a battle scene, you could like, you know, film it from this angle, film it from that angle. You could sit there with different people in a room and get like, you know, framed shots of each speaker, that kind of thing. What authentic thing from history do you think would make the most compelling movie Golly. like yeah because so, this is the thing yeah a couple of things to consider uh-huh. to throw this at you is you have to use the actual dialogue okay so like there might be some editing and stuff like that but like you, you know you think of it's like you know would this really have been said or whatever like some of these conversations are like hours long if you're looking at something like you know like Something like Valkyrie, for instance, like you know, it's not right. like a nice like two hours. You know, let's, right. let's sum this up. Let's you know, it, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do some some fancy editing. So, what what are you looking at? So, I mean, the cool thing about it is like if you go enough times where you learn what they say and what they do and blah, blah, blah. You, you don't have to film mm-hmm. the whole conversation. You can cherry pick and say, okay, at su- such right. and such time we record because they're going to say these few things and then we can... So you can do a little, you know, editing beforehand. Right. If you, if you uh, get yourself familiarized with the history enough, I've seen it and go... Mm-hmm. So you get a scout. So it's cool because this is, for one, I really like this question. Um, <laughs> hey, let's get that out of the way right now. Um, but it's like a, it's like a document. Uh, doc- it's reality TV meets like a documentary. Well, it's just like, like the docu history. Yeah, it's a documentarist yeah. dream. Like you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I got to do these stupid like reenactments or whatever to kind of give them the sense of what's happening in the space mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Dude, the first guy who figures this out and nobody knows about it and films a documentary and then they're like, how did you do all those recreations? They were like so like uh, I know. historically like, accurate. Oh how my did gosh, you do the that? special effects were amazing. Right. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah. It's like you really blew up Mount St. Helens. Exactly. You're like, that, <laughs> Again. Yeah, that, that explosion was so realistic. Um, yeah. It's like I was there. Yeah, man. So that would be the coolest thing about it, just to to take these subjects that are, you know, you can still do a documentary style where you have new, um, uh, you know, uh, specialists and things like that, give interviews and blah, blah, blah. But you could cut back and forth and do that kind of stuff. Uh, but you could shoot it any way you want to. So you could do a documentary like that, or you could do a straight docu-history, like you said, and just film the events edit it together and be like, here's this, what, here's what this is. Draw your own conclusions versus talking about it in a documentary style. But, uh, golly, this would make filmmaking, especially for historical films, amazing. Amazing. Right. You know, you know, Brad Pitt couldn't get, be in Troy, poor kid, but, uh, It'd be a cool movie. <laughs> well, that's the thing is is that's that's the crazy thing about it. It's like I mean, I I would say 
you know, kind of depending, uh, if you went far enough back to, you know, let's, you know, use Troy as an example, uh-huh. um, you know, you would get whatever those, the people looked like, you right. know what I mean? Like, so you're not getting these movie star quality, you know, faces and, and everything you're getting like really whatever, right. you know, whatever's showing up there on the battlefield and all that oh kind my of gosh. stuff. And so that I was just, you know, I was just thinking that, you know, uh, the, you, you film this film, like, you know, with the people, how they looked at that time in that place, that mm-hmm. nationality, you know, you put it on people like, um, why, why isn't this movie more inclusive? Like, uh, Oh yeah! You're like, like dude, this the was get... the history. Like, that's that's how this it was. It. <laughs> like, I filmed it. I in the past. Because yeah. uh. because if you didn't have like a way to really like say you did this all in secret and you didn't right prove it or whatever, right. like I would also th- love to see the comments and the backlash and right. like whatever. So like if you pick if you pick something like. Uh, the JFK assassination, oh for instance. Uh huh. You know, dude, all of those. And so you, yes. okay, sorry. You film it. You you film like, say you do it like from like Lee Harvey Oswald's like perspective, uh-huh. right? So like, so you have him, you know, like for whatever his reasons were, because we don't like, I don't really know if that's been fully established because he was assassinated himself, right? Right. So. Right on his way to on his way to jail and everything so like if you sat there and like you know filmed it of like him getting the idea to do it and like you know formulating the plan and just like kind of followed him right that's the other thing is since you're not interacting and they can't see you you could film like intimate details oh yeah the only thing you're not getting is like their actual thoughts sure but like you can you can shoot over their shoulder if they're like reading something or like if they're writing something you know you could get like the actual frame of of that kind of stuff and so you could get like this history of what he, what what was going through his mind and then like going up to the clock tower or the book depository and like you know loading the gun and like all that kind of stuff and so like if it you know whatever the actual story is if you're also outlining that you know like he was here, but then the CIA was like over here, right? Know, like this, this person's here, and all this kind of stuff. And you tell this story, and then all of a sudden, these people are like, "That's preposterous! That would never happen!" Or you know, Johnson had no idea like about it. You know, you can't put it on him. That's total fallacy, or whatever. You know, but like whatever the conspiracy is, you like outplay that. People would still not believe you. No, <laughs> you know? but if it looked exactly like the. But man, that guy like, looked like Lee Harvey like Oswald for so sure. Cool. Yeah, dude. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. so the, initially when you asked me this question, the the thing I thought of first was the Manson murders because I just ooh okay. a couple of weeks yeah. ago that was my new. I was listening to this book that this guy took twenty years to write. Um, and it mm-hmm. was as much stuff as he could uncover in that time frame about. The murders and just like if any of the things that connections that seemed to be connected from his research were true, then, you know, there's connections from Charlie to the CIA and even to 
the murder uh, of what you're just talking about, of the murder of Lee Harvey Oswald, might also have been connected to this CIA. Mm. So Jack thing. Ruby. Yes, Jack Ruby. Yeah, okay. Well, he speaks, mm-hmm. I don't want to give the book away, but he talks about how uh, this doctor who worked for the CIA in their mind control department, basically. Um, Ooh, is this MK Ultra? MK Ultra, uh huh. And so this. Oh, we needed to. Yeah. Yeah. So this got, okay. doctor denied being in the in the CIA for his whole life, but he, but this guy uncovered these uh, letters that he had sent back and forth with like the the director of the CIA and about his progress and stuff like this. So like that's like documented. Like he definitely was doing this. Anyways, mm-hmm. Jack Ruby. Sh- he, this guy got assigned to um, to interview Jack Ruby or something, one of the doctors that did. And when he came out, he was um, – Jack Ruby was insane. It was oh. fine basically up to that point. And then he was like, I went in to interview him and the guy's had a mental break. Like he's gone. And uh, – Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So – so the connotation is that he facilitated that through his mind control business. Anyways, so there's all these things that could be connected. And I, the, the whole point is, you know, it's very conspiracy territory. I understand that. And the, the author of the book is like, I know where this is going and how this sounds, but I've done a lot of research. But, um, but uh, I would like to go and film that stuff and see what actually happened and how if there were things connected and if not great whatever but like to get the real reasons Mm -hmm. like throughout his whole book he talks about helter skelter which was a book that the defendant like the the da uh, over the case wrote this book about the mansion murders it's the most popular uh manson Mm -hmm. book and just he picks it apart about how things don't make sense and like uh, the the, anyways. Obviously, twenty years of information. I cannot distill it for you in t- two minutes. But um, that's not the point either. The point is the question, which I'd go back and I would film the history <laughs> and I would figure out right? what actually happened because it's very interesting to me at the moment with all this information that this guy laid out. So, um, so so based on what you know, yeah. Now, yeah. if you if you had to go back and kind of like frame a, like frame a story or like mm-hmm. a uh, you know give give me like broad strokes of like you know what what like who would you want to film like initially like and kind of well there's a lot of players in this in this uh, mm-hmm. story but I would probably start with the murders themselves because there are some discrepancies even there on what actually happened, mm-hmm. who did what, um, whatever. There is evidence that people came back to the murder scenes, the initial murder at the Tate house bef- mm-hmm. um, before the police got there and rearranged things. Um, so that's probably where I'd start. I'd start there. And then of course I would move backwards to, try to figure out what the true motives were and why they went there. Um, Charlie knew the people that lived in the house before. 
um, before uh, Tate and Polanski. But uh, so I try to figure out if there was some connection there or, or, you know, that's what I would, that's what I would focus on initially. But, but, you know, that's kind of what this guy did. And he kept finding all these branches and going to all these different places. So I would do that. And then I'd also go back to the time that he was in San Francisco. Um, because if there is a CIA connection, it was probably during that time frame that he would have been introduced mm-hmm. to them um, and did that up. So, so yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because, like, like, I'm thinking, you know, there's just so many mysteries, you know, like, out there, right? We talked about conspiracy theories a while yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Everything, like, filming, like, Dyatlov's past, you know, just, like, you know, what happened to these people <laughs> like right. what is going on there but i think one thing that i would probably kind of want to do in in general would be um like the fall of like the like egyptian kingdoms and oh. and everything and the sea people uh-huh. are you familiar with uh-uh. this at all like I think so. like there's like this and if i'm I could be remembering this maybe not as well as I should, but um, but I, I think it would be interesting to to do a couple of things with like ancient Egypt is definitely like the building of the pyramids, you know, like like and yeah, I don't, I, I it would take a lot of like in person research because obviously it was built over such a long time that like to do like a person story, you know what I mean, like. You know, like yeah. the story of a worker but it would be, or something like that. I think like it would that. be more like, interesting if you just, I mean, to look at the overall construction and like what right. it would. Uh, like how they got it so square. Like, right. I, I mean, I guess it would be like more of like the story of like the first first big pyramids of like the engineering. Right. And like, like, right. You, like you would be following, not the pharaoh, but like the pharaoh's like, like team of engineers where they're like how in the crap are we going to do this or like you know like this this thing has to move this this and this and like really just kind of figure it out from from their perspective but also i think just like uh yeah following like this mysterious sea people that like brought down like ancient egypt basically um at least like the the northern kingdom and stuff like that like we just don't know just don't know anything right really about them it's just kind of they're this this legend and stuff and so um i think that would be, be that would be really interesting especially if you told it from the perspective of the sea people like so like that's the thing if you knew like so much about them you knew where they were like you know right like You'd have to figure out their language, which would suck. (laughs) You'd have to to subtitle it. That would be a little rough. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. But, like, if you told it from, like, so nobody knows anything about these people. So, like, you're, like, telling this story of this person and they're traveling and then they get to Egypt and they, like, lay waste, you know, kind of Viking style. um, Right. And stuff like that. And it's just like, it, it, it's like one of the like untold like stories because it's like 
We don't. These people have no writings that we have found. We don't know anything about them. So we're not telling the story from the people we know. <laughs> we're telling the story from them, right? And stuff. And so I think that would be kind of an interesting flip. Is is it's like oh, there's this land with like all these gold, all this gold, and you know, like wealth and everything, and it's just like you know, it's, it's Egypt, and you're come to find out it's Egypt, and they're coming, you know, because like we always talk, like you think of like alien movies, you know, if aliens come to us, but like you know, what happens when we go out? And we're the invading species, kind of a thing, right? right? But um, Dude, crazy. I think that would. Yeah, I think that would be really interesting. Um, again, I, I mean, you you'd be you would also be like broadcasting like the sound of ancient Egyptian, right? Right. So you'd have to have some guy like kind oh of reading gosh. something. Yeah. You would have somebody. You'd have somebody reading something, and some scholars would be like, "Oh man, he's just making this up." But somebody else would be like, "Oh my gosh, man, that if if that's actually how it sounds like." we could figure this out. <laughs> like, well, you know, that's... like we figured out a lot of it, but we could figure out. Like, right. Well, know, there's so the... many connotations that people could take from this. Like, dude, people would just be sitting watching history every day. Like, oh yeah. If they had, yeah. you know, if it was widely available for you just to go back and watch things, but like historians right. and of course, uh, lingu- linguists, linguists. Would, oh my gosh. Yeah. You go back and, like, uh, uh, they could really figure out, like, how or why, like, vowel shifts and, and, and uh, you know, made these major right. changes that happened in languages, why that actually happened. You know, they right. could go back and figure out why, what was the actual the causes for, for the, for that kind of shift and things like mm-hmm. that. And not only to like, but not only that, but for dead languages, they could, you know, preserve those languages. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you think of like uh, the native Indians. Um, there's so yeah, many languages that have died off that because that, they weren't written down. They're all verbal languages and now mm-hmm. they don't use them as much. And there are some that have gone that have died completely, but they could go back and watch it, learn it, and mm-hmm. oh, dude, that'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. I think it, I think it'd be cool too. I mean, if you went back, I mean, speaking of you know, um, you know, Native Americans and stuff, if you went back to you know the ancient civilizations of the Americas, which you know, oh, were right, dude. kind of torn apart and all that kind of different stuff, and like you said. You know, before they got a chance to, you know, write things down or, you know, kind of convey things. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with a system like, you know, when the Westerners came, it was, uh, you know, all destroyed. So that would be interesting in and of itself. I guess they'd be Easterners technically to them. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the but... European, cause yeah, it would, it would be crazy cause it would just basically be, um, we could, yeah, that it would it would you could tell like the story of like I mean it would be like Apocalypto or right. like the Road to El Dorado or what right. like you know there's these movies and stuff but like it's all kind of guesswork and so yeah you could really tell some and that's the thing is you could I mean you could tell like a day in the life of 
an Incan farm, oh for sure you know or an Aztec warrior or something just like and and you could do it boyhood style did you ever see boyhood no but I'm familiar with it because of 12 years of a boy's life <laughs> yeah recorded him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah like you you could definitely oh man see that would be the coolest part that would be cool of one of the coolest things about this movie is yeah like you're you're filming this over the course of like an in, you could film something over the course of an individual's life and really get a sense and it's that same person you know like right now now whether you age when you go back to the past so like you're basically like you know i'm just gonna pick a random day when the kid's 12 i'm gonna pick a random day when they're 16 you know, like, oh, no, he's dead, so I gotta go back a couple days, you know, like, pick, now I now I gotta pick somebody else, you know, like, I should I should have waited, you know, till they're, like, you know, had their grand moment, and then right. backtracked, you know, and then just flipped it all in the edit, but, um, well, yeah, yeah, like, you could, or, I think a, I think a, an awesome one, too, that, um, Again, you wouldn't you wouldn't have you would have people not believing you would be Jack the Ripper. Like you could either do it as a murder mystery, you know, style where it's from the police's perspective, you know, or you could do it from Jack the Ripper's point of view, right? You know, so yeah, it would be man, it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> so many things you could do with this power and you know if you I just think it'd be fun to make like the movie like make the epic like yeah you would remake Troy but like legit you know right whether there was a maybe not Troy right (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't be able to call it Troy because people would nobody would recognize it right but dude you could finally find out what happened to those people from Mesa Verde Mesa Verde where'd they go yeah yeah, exactly. And so, like, that's the thing, then. Like, there's... Think about this from, like, a nature documentary angle. Oh, yeah. Because, like, like you said, you know, there could be, like, oh, what about oh. these ancient peoples? But, like, if if you... If a, if, a, if a nature documentary can be made where the animals can't see you, can't sense you, and you can get right up in there... And stuff like... Dude, and if you could, like... Okay, if you could adjust the way that the time uh, moved... Uh-huh. This would be the way to do it, too. So if you could... So you could go back and say, I can watch at full speed, right? Or let's say uh-huh. it works like a podcast. Like, maybe I can double speed it or or ten times speed it or even <laughs> faster, right? Time lapse it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you so you either film it real, real slow, really fast, so then you can just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, slow, slow the shot down and then have it regular speed. Mm-hmm. But you could shoot sweet time lapses that way. Um, yeah. Just thousands of years and actually see – the you know mm-hmm. we could just cruise right through the ice age and see how it melts and like dude that would be insane right i mean this is barring all the like historical and uh, ec- er, right. uh scientific and all these kind of different things that you would learn but like if you were 
like literally just doing it like for entertainment purposes. Yeah, exactly. Like you could sit there and just be like, you could watch a tree just like literally go from like a tiny seed right. to a giant, like, you know, thousand year old redwood. You know what I mean? Like just like whoosh and like, um, dude, that'd be, it's, yeah, that'd be amazing. Mm hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, like you could get up there and like, you know, like I think it would be, cool if you went and uh you found like a fossil uh-huh. right like um like the the one where i can't remember they reference it in friends like ross references it in friends where like like something like some dinosaur has like a mammal like in its jaws or something like that you know like there's some, and they're like from two different epochs, supposedly, you know, like oh. two different eras or something like that. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't remember the exact reference or if that's an actual thing, but like you find some crazy story of a fossil where it's like, how did this and this end up like dying next to each other? Or, you know, what are the, like, what's the story here? Or, um, one of the, one of the things would be, um, in, in Utah at, uh, Thanksgiving point, there's, a dinosaur skeleton and they like it's a t-rex uh-huh. and they like call they like call it like her i guess um like the unluckiest dinosaur because it's like got like a broken leg and like it's missing this and like all like all it has it's like survived like these like 10 different injuries that they're just like oh my gosh like how did it not just like die right. like you know like without obviously any medical attention or anything it just like kept on, you know, surviving and all that kind of stuff. You could like, like go, okay, this is that story. This is that dinosaur, and like find, you know, dude, find that'd that be dinosaur cool. Because it would be really. I mean, it would be pretty easy um, if 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 the controls work the way that I want them to, right? Because you just mm-hmm. you start where they found the fossil, right, and then right. you, just, you just, just film that spot in reverse, yeah, right, and uh-huh. so you're just going backwards until you. Until oh that dinosaur is now alive or from where you know it died there but now it's back and then you can just you can follow it and find and oh that would mm-hmm. be that would be really cool right it would be awesome too if you if you did because you don't know what fossils are going to be found or which ones aren't you know and all right. that different stuff but if you if you did like find something cool and then film it and then like you know year after that they they discovered, you know, the fossil or whatever. And people were like, how in the crap, you know? Cause like anybody could think like, Oh, well that's like a really good CGI dinosaur. And wow. like, that's like a made up story of, you know, how it broke its leg and how it did this and how it did that. Or how these two things met and this one, like killed the other one. And then they killed each other and ended up in the same hole right. or whatever. But if, if it was something like, you know, Oh, but later, <laughs> you know, they Dude, find the fossil. I don't, I don't know if that would be that hard. I mean, you have to know a little bit about how and what preserves the fossils the best. But then right. you go back in time to, and then you find some of those situations, a tar pit or whatever. You just, you camp, you know, you camp your camera there or whatever <laughs> until something right. falls in it. And then, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, well, maybe in the future the they'll right. find that, and if so, I got yeah. this video. Um, this is like 
we're talking like tenant style. Right. <laughs> you <know>? Totally. Like, <laughs> you know? Totally. Uh, Dude. Anyway. Uh, I, I'm telling you, Brandon, we got to get on this technology. If you <laughs> yeah. guys want to. Time observation. Yeah. If you guys want to help us make this a reality, you can start by. By supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as we have enough money to where we don't have to work, then we will straight then we're up start work on, on this. this. Exactly. Yeah. We need to we figure promise. this out. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I support that 100%. I'm, I'm so sad that this is not a real thing. Um, yeah. Because this needs to ha- How else are we going to figure out all the stuff that happened in the past? We're not. So realistically, I mean, not that this is really anything, but this would, like, to be observed only would be, like, something like you, like, break into the quantum realm where, like, you know, you can figure out how the arrangement of atoms that we have now plays the story of, you know, rewinding the clock, right? Right. But that's just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get to some actual memories. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. It's gonna be hard <laughs> for me to move on, but let's move on. Um, okay, ch- changing gears just completely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to talk today uh, in the triggered memory segment here about some of your favorite game shows from back in the day, like when. Ooh, you sat come to watch on down. game shows. Right. What were those shows, and what was your favorite? And did you ever want to go on any? Oh man, I wanted to go on game shows all the time. Yeah, I mean, there was. Let's. I mean, let's start. What is the youngest? What is the youngest game show? Are we talking like the Nickelodeon game shows, like or? Like, well, where you can actually be a contestant. Sure. I mean, e- like, either like or. Double like, Dare? I mean, yeah. Um, if you think about those, those are not that new anymore. There's definitely, like, newer game shows. Right. Right? Is that what you mean? Or, or uh, No, no, no. I mean, like, if you, were a, if you were a child and you wanted to get on a game show, you're not going to get on The prices Right. Right? Like, they're... No. You, like, I mean, not yeah. right then. But you right. could eventually, so yeah, you could right. take the I mean, take the question however you want. Right, but I'm thinking like as a child, if I was like gonna get on a game show, I think the first game show you could legitimately get on would be like Family Double Dare. Oh yeah, because you, you could have be your family pretty, there. And you, you could, could be pretty you could be like young. Eight, yeah. I would think yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You know, and so Mark like Summers. any of those. Oh, dude. Mark Summers is like the patron saint of like kids, <laughs> kids game shows, man. I mean, like he is, he is what it's all about. I mean, um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think like, yeah. Cause I mean, from guts to American gladiator to, Ooh, you know, I never wanted to go on American gladiator. I was like, I'm just really, gonna get, I'm going to get, Tossed hard, dude. Humbled. Yeah, right? I'm gonna break something for sure. There's pads everywhere, man. But 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 laser. That dude's huge, man. He's gonna kill me. He's, um, he's a big dude. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like the best the best show for to get on 
I think would have been, um, yeah, probably Guts. Probably Nickelodeon Guts. Okay. I mean, you're a kid, so you'll bounce back, you know? Right. And you got a bungee attached to you most of the time anyway. So. Do you want to explain for anyone who's never watched Guts what, what it is? So, um... Basically, there's three t there's three individuals, if I remember correctly, that are competing um, to get points mm-hmm. in different physical challenges, and it could be anything from like one of the good ones was you're on a platform that's your color because there's like you know red, blue, and like purple, or sometimes it was green, right, and you're on a platform and you're attached to a bungee in a harness and uh-huh. you have like basketballs and you have to like, or like some kind of basketball esque thing. And you had to jump down to the ground with the bungee and then right. jump off of the ground to like a 15 foot basketball hoop and make a basket. And then you had to jump back to your platform. Was it just the bungee or was it like a trampoline at the bottom? I think it was just a bungee. Okay. Like, I think it was just, like, measured out to where, like, you were basically at the very end of your bungee, you know, at uh-huh. the bottom, so you could still get the power to kick off, you know? So you okay, so, but you couldn't, like, absorb. stay down there. It's like you jump down, and no. it's going to bring you back, so you better grab that ball quick. Right. Right, 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 right. Right, okay. exactly. It's coming back. And here. so, and you had to go back. Um, there's other ones where you have to, like... Um, like, uh, one of the things was there was like a jungle, they called it like the jungle, I think, but it was basically a bunch of bungee cords in this framework and they're all weird angles and all this kind of different Uh stuff. And you had to like climb through it, like this obstacle course kind of thing. And, um, based off your time of, or your, your points off of these, you got a time or in order to climb up, and I can't remember, it's like, I think Mount Midoriyama is the American Ninja Warrior one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, but yeah, it's, it's it was, uh, it was Mount a something. big rock climb. The crag, yeah. The crag. Like, so you yeah. climb, and then it was shaped kind of like a real mountain, right? So you could, there was right. a peak at the top that you could get to. Yeah, and like all three of the pathways converged at to the top. Right. And yours, there was like the button up at the top that you had to hit and everything. But it was um, like legit like a, 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 a gym, a, a rock climbing gym wall mountain. Yeah, thing. so, well, it was, yeah, so you had to climb up this, and there were different obstacles. There's like glitter guns that go off in your face, uh-huh. and like these foam boulders and all this kind of different stuff. Right, and right, right. Each one was identical but separate, so you couldn't cross over into anybody else's path, but you had the same track, essentially, to run up. And right. whoever got up there first, obviously, the person with the most amount of time, you know, Usually started got up the, there first. Started right. first. Yeah, exactly. But they could have slipped or whatever. Right. And so all this is very akin to American, or, uh, American Gladiators, except... There's giant people, men and women, who are right. lobbing, you know, rock, like you know, foam <laughs> boulders at you specifically, or shooting tennis ball guns, or right. hitting you with those, you know, those mats and stuff like that. So, 
But I think I think that one would be like super cool to that be on. Been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, Supermarket Sweep will always be like, <laughs> the one, right? That like, <sighs> except I don't know anything about Z paper towels. What? Like that's a, Z paper towels is always one of the clues, either in the last riddles or in one of the initial riddles, and it's just because it's just like so easy to like fit into like a riddle, you know, like. But I've never heard of Z paper towels, and so people always like yeah and stuff like that. So you really, I mean, that's the thing is, I think nowadays. There's just so many weird brands out there. Oh yeah, like, dude! It would, uh, it would be a lot what? harder now. You would think if they yeah. were just straight open. What's at the store? Yeah, you're like, oh, we're talking like Annie's mac and cheese, not Kraft mac and cheese. It's like, yeah, gluten free. You're like, oh <laughs> god. <laughs> exactly. But what what, what what game? Yeah. What would what, I do? What game show? Yeah. What was your? Like, ooh, if I got this game show, I got my my strategy. So, uh, the one that I remember, well, the one that I that's coming to my brain, um, that I knew I definitely like, I would, I wanted to do it at some point, but mm-hmm. never did. Um, and people have to understand, like, when this game show came out. It was huge. It was huge. <laughs> everyone watched this and everyone wanted to be on this. Was a uh, 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 millionaire. So you want oh, to be a millionaire. Oh, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to be mm-hmm. a millionaire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you want to be a millionaire. So. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Did you... Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you have your lifelines like lined up no well yes okay for almost anything i call my dad <laughs> right because you, the he, thing about your dad though no offense to your dad he's got to answer it in 60 seconds i know it's like if he had as much time he could probably suss out oh. the answer even if he didn't know it he's very good this is the trivial pursuit master and he's very good with the multiple choices at at uh, you know Process- in his, in his brain, yeah. right, right, mm-hmm. processing and eliminating and crossing out what what is definitely not the answer to get him to the right answer if he doesn't know it. But most of the time, he just knows it, you know. So <laughs> right. So I mean, no, that that other than that, I mean, that would be my lifeline, right? Because you only mm-hmm. get the one phone lifeline anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably who I would call, though. Uh, though you would be a close second for sure. Um, Do anything music related, uh, or even like a lot of computer stuff. I would go to you for sure. Uh huh. In in that respect, maybe this should be this question. Like what? Like what categories were you going to people? <laughs> but no, that's um, fair. That's good. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. But pulling the audience, whoever pulls the audience after talking is terrible at that game well pulling the audience no matter i mean come on but you're always going to talk it through you know right but you don't don't pull the audience before you talk it through though that's what i'm saying oh you're you're swaying you're swaying the audience that 
is smart. Um, that's fair. Uh, I always feel, though, almost 90% of the time when people poll the audience, they're stuck between two answers as it is. And those mm-hmm. are always the two answers that get the most Get votes. this same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, <laughs> exactly. this one eked that one out a little bit, but still, I'm not sure. So that that lifeline's a little worthless to me. But uh, mm-hmm. what were the OG three lifelines? So there's the phone, the poll the audience, and then what was... And the 50-50. Oh, no, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the 50-50. Because almost always when you are down to two answers, you take the 50-50 and it's always those two. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, yeah. And right. again, that's again, that's why you don't you don't talk before you do a lifeline. Like the only lifeline right. you, you you talk through before they you, can program you do it is to you grab the yeah. two that you've been talking about. Man, exactly, that's, that's Cause fair because they, they want that. Like you know, they don't want that. Especially, I mean, depending on where the level of the question is, right? Right. Because if the question's like the thousand dollar question you're like i'm gonna use the 50 50 then they might throw the bone because they're like oh we don't want to introduce somebody else and go through this whole thing it's worth the hundred or it's worth a thousand bucks just to give the question right you know like whereas like if it's like you know upwards in the you know hundreds of thousands they're gonna be like oh no like you're not getting to pass this time buddy so that's fair it's a game they're manipulating it they're not making it fair necessarily. I don't know if I'd ever really thought of that, but that makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, I uh, I haven't made it too high, but I remember one day when I was watching Millionaire, and this is probably when I was in high school because that's when it was big. Um, uh, whoever was playing, they got pretty high, but I, I think mm-hmm. I got all the answers up through... 50,000 or something? And I was like, I could do this show. I don't know. I didn't usually <laughs> I do, do this. I didn't usually do that well. But, uh. Right. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't know. If kids these days probably have no idea how big that was. But that was like the first legit show where you could win a million dollars on a game show. And and that right. and, and so everybody watched it. Everybody watched that show because, uh, yeah, it was a huge payout. I mean, you think of twenty years before that or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, like we were like hundred thousand dollar pyramid sweet. was a huge payout. You know, hundred thousand right. dollars. But like you, you like we were watching the old supermarket sweeps, and uh-huh. you're basically barely making five grand if you do everything like perfectly right right you know like granted i mean it's fun right oh you know what show um i don't know if we've talked about this one do you remember the show friend or foe it sounds familiar but i don't we might have talked about it before because the concept of this show was so interesting because you and your Random person, I believe. I don't think you knew who it was. Was it a celebrity yeah. person, or was it? No, I I don't think so. I think it was oh, just okay. like they just paired people up. Got you it. and like you know 
you got paired up with somebody and they go around and they there's like three or four pairs and they would ask a question and you would kind of discuss it or maybe one of you had to answer i can't remember exactly but uh-huh uh, you would answer trivia questions and get money. And like, if you got one wrong or a certain number wrong, then you take your, you know, cash, money, bank, whatever you want to call it, the uh-huh. the amount that you've built up, and they bring you to the middle, and there's this like two sided podium that the host is standing at, and they're basically like, okay. Now it's time for friend or foe. And if you're, if you both stick your hands in to this, uh, either side of this podium and you both give a thumbs up, then you both get to split the money. If you, oh. if one of you gives a thumbs down and one gives a thumbs up, the thumbs down gets all of the money. What? If you both go thumbs down, then neither of you get the money. So it's so, a really big deal going thumbs down at all because uh, it, it, I mean, it's not a true 50-50, but it's pretty close to like mm-hmm. uh, not getting any money whatsoever. If you go thumbs down, then the other person, right. ha- I mean, it's got two choices, right? And then you either get all the money or you get nothing. Right. Well, this is like wow. the prisoner's dilemma. Right. Yeah, this is kind of like the prisoner's dilemma where if you like – and so you get this little like 30-second kind of bargaining right then where you're like, listen, Tiger. I mean we don't know much about each other, but you got like so many of those questions right. You deserve half the money and I deserve half the money, right? It's like, yeah, man. Like sounds great. So you would uh, barter cool. with the person and try to persuade them to say, let's just take the money. Otherwise, we're walking <laughs> with nothing. Chances right. are. Like, right. let's be and certain so about keep... it and just both go thumbs up so we both walk away with something. Exactly. But then, like, you know, are you the sucker that then goes thumbs up and that person and then goes thumbs down and right, you know, but then you're like, you I, know you're the vote- <laughs> you're like I know you're yeah. voting thumbs up at that point, so it's like, oh yeah, and so that's that's the twist on it. It's it's I this. It. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have gone on that show because you would have done thumbs up like every time, unless well, the guy's like, yeah. Well, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm, you know, when they're like, what's, what's the answer to this question? I'm thinking, are they going to go thumbs down at the end? Like, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you're you're the... totally preoccupied. Right. I'm like, oh, I hope. Right. We... I was like, oh, I guess we got to win something to go get to that point. But no, I would right. totally be thinking towards that. All my anxieties would be pointed towards that event and be like, what's well, going to happen then? Um, yeah, no, that sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> Okay. And that's kind of where I stand with like uh pressure luck as well cuz cuz Oh yeah. Ah, cuz as well as you do on a show you push the button wrong one wrong time and you're done, son. Well, pressure luck. No whammies, no whammies. Pressure luck again could be something like I mean it's not it's rigged now. But it wasn't rigged before. Have you heard that guy that like yeah, totally. he figured out what the pattern was so he could... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. It so seemed random, random but it was a pattern of sorts. Mm-hmm. So they've taken the pattern away, and is it mm-hmm. truly random, or, or or are they just picking the slot for you? I don't know. Like, I mean, they they I think they'd have to say that it's random, you know, but I don't know what the actual. I would hope it would be. Are. I would hope it would be. I would right. hate for you to be like, nah, this guy's not winning. Give him a whammy. And they, they could dictate that. I would hate that. That's right. terrible. But well, if it's... Yeah, I mean... It wouldn't be hard to do a, 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 an actual random number, you know, program yeah. for it to land on anything. Right. <laughs> you get, like, where it actually is random, so it gives you, like, six whammies in a row. It's like, whammy, 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 whammy. Right. And you're like, and you're like oh, no. Yeah. Give me the pattern um, back. One uh, one thing that I definitely um, tried to get on was um, that one show with the people, uh, The Amazing oh, Race. I love it. I know. I remember that you had done that. I never really watched The Amazing Race, but, uh, I mean, I understand the concept, but I never really mm-hmm. watched it. Did you enjoy that show, or did you just think it would be fun to be on? Both. I mean, that's the thing is, you got to watch it, and you got to you got to deal with like the the people, like the, pers- the personalities and stuff. Because there's right. a lot of shows out there where it's just straight whatever it is. You know, like Jeopardy mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. their little like, let's get to know you thirty seconds, and then let's get back to trivia. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? no, like, <laughs> there's barely time to ask those questions. So you're in college. I am. And now it's time for second round of Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, so I oh. hear that you're, uh, it's like that you wrote a book. Yes, I wrote a book on something, something. Thank Great. you for that. <laughs> this is our next, you know, our next contestant and everything. You're so like, it's did like. You, did you say you had a cat? Yes, his name is Button. Thank you so much. And now we're on to the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. It's, it's interesting, like, the strategy behind certain games, like, the strategy behind Jeopardy, it's it's not just answer every question, it's also the bidding of questions, right. the bidding of points, because everybody, at the end, unless you have no money at all, has the opportunity to bid, right? Right. So, so realistically, Jeopardy is such a good game show in that... You're in it until the very end, unless you're negative, right? Right, right. Well, and the and thing is, is you, yeah, you could win, and that's what he mean by it. you're in it. Because the, per- the the person who's in the lead, if they're really confident, because they, they could actually win that money, they could try mm-hmm. to double it, and then they could answer wrong and be out. Most of them play it pretty conservative, but, but yeah. Right. Yeah, because most of it will do it like, They'll figure out the math where, what do I need to where if you doubled your money, right. I would still be ahead of you even right. if I lost. You know, right. like they'll do they'll do little things like that. You know, and that's smart. You know, I'm not saying that's you know no, yeah. bad on their point, but I mean it's right. it's definitely a little bit of that. Like, oh, I I mean, I might as well try. <laughs> you know, I could potentially still be in this or something like that, but. Um, the Weakest Link was like a movie that, or movie, a TV show that like I never fully understood, but that one was so cutthroat and terrible. It was. She's mean. Well, yeah, and like you want to eliminate dumb people first, but then you want to eliminate. It's like Survivor. You want 
people that are dead weight out at the very beginning so that you can all succeed, but then in order to really succeed and win, you got to cut out the strong people um, early. Right, because it's hard. Because the, the, obviously the, the strong people, the longer they're in there, the more money you can bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have to beat those people at the end, too. You still have to be the strongest. So if you're going to want to try to take all the money. So, yeah, that, that one was a... I never. That's one. Another one. I never wanted to be on. Like uh, too much stress on that one. Like mm-hmm. goodness sakes, and and, well, and it seems so personal when you're like, "Oh, sorry, Jim, you didn't know the capital of the Byzantine Empire." Like uh, <laughs> it's simple, uh, but makes, uh, makes you a oh, bad janitor. Well, can we accept Istanbul? I'm sorry, but it was <laughs> Constantinople. Gosh dang it! <laughs> uh, same city. No, what? Yeah, it's the same place, man. Um, no, what? What was I gonna say about not the Amazing Race? Not about Survivor. Weakest link. Keep talking, huh? No, oh. I I don't remember. Dang it! No worries. Well, uh, other stuff, though, that I liked as a kid. Did you ever watch Pyramid? That's an old I did. One. That's yeah, an old one. I like, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I liked those old-style games where they had the celebrities on it. I always thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that one was fun. Um, you know, but you could draw a, a bad straw and get a celebrity that was not very smart. And then you're like, Who's oh, just right. all for the jokes, They're right? All in it right. for jokes. Yeah. But that that one was fun, and and Hollywood Squares was always kind of fun. But uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Sorry, if I can go back to Survivor yeah. for a second. Okay. Watching Survivor, if you're on the losing team for too long, and then like you're like playing for you know whatever prize or something like that uh-huh. like sometimes they have like these lavish dinners and stuff where you've been eating like rice and like you know roots for like the last like six weeks or uh-huh. three weeks or whatever uh-huh. the thing i always think about when that happens is like all those people are gonna have diarrhea oh their stomach's not gonna be able to handle it for sure, <laughs> exactly. for sure. they're just like sitting there like oh my gosh this is so good and like, it's just like I haven't uh, had cheese in a month and I'm gonna eat all this yeah. cheese you're in trouble yeah. dude you gotta, you gotta pace yourself there <laughs> so yeah um, but yeah I think I think having a, a celebrity partner would be a lot of fun oh of course Naked and Afraid if that's a game show versus a reality show I don't think it is but it's not really a game show you don't Dude. really you, you you get points in the end though you get your yeah if you primitive survival index if you did increased it increased yeah. or decreased so I think that you know that's that's not money that's not uh you know uh points that is like literally just like points on your life like you are now right. rated at this from these experts but yeah that, oh, that's a, that's a crazy one man. Uh, also, I just hope game shows aren't rigged. That's that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I hear you. Like that's not fun. 
Mm-hmm. That's not fun. I mean, that's the nice thing about Jeopardy. I mean, if you win, then you stay. And Jeopardy mm-hmm. likes that because, well, the viewership usually goes up when somebody's winning because they want to see how long they can go. And, right. Uh, and so they, ba- you know, it's baked in there, which is very smart, in my opinion. Um, you know, and they'll have to give more money up, but more people will be watching, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, instead of, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very, you know, ROI for them where it's like, okay, right. we have normal, we have our dedicated viewers that view it every week. And so we could basically give away $15,000 a week, no problem. Oh, we've now doubled our leaders, you know, or we've doubled our whatever right because this person keeps winning it's like yeah well let's give them more money and like you know it just basically kind of goes up and up right. in that case so but yeah a show that i wanted to go to once and we almost did but we didn't get we didn't request tickets in time was the price is right because you can just go you can just request mm-hmm. tickets and if they have some available for that taping you can just go like it's free um and then that also, of course, gives you the chance to be a contestant on The Price is Right. But that's the only thing that I I would watch. I would go and watch the show. I do not want to be on that show. Really? I would, I would do love to be on that show. Terrible. Oh. I would do so bad. When uh, numbers, like I can do ma- math. I'm actually pretty good at math. But uh, when someone's like, how much do you think this is? Estimating things like that, I'm so bad at that. When people are like, how tall is that person? I'm like, I don't know. Between (laughs) four and six feet, probably. The Um, thing is, I mean, part of it is total luck. I mean, there's there's higher or lower, which is pretty good. I mean, that's not a game. That's just a general concept of right? Right. Right. Like, like, you know, and, you know, I have a whole thing on the price is right and how yeah. every every aspect of it works but there's higher or lower which is you know I think you would be pretty good at I think you'd be like yeah like probably you give higher. me a price point right. and I could I could probably tell you but okay. right. the one that gets me is like the cars where you have that to it's put like, the right numbers in the right yeah, order it's and like, they give you the put, number it's like, but I'm, still yeah. yeah it's like what like what, what what am I what am I pricing here because you've you've given it's like I'm looking at the advertisement in the newspaper, and it is twelve ninety nine or twelve nine ninety nine. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is right. a very <laughs> easy number for me to understand. Where you're giving me numbers that's like, well, I get like you know, I got fourteen. It's like it can't be more than fourteen thousand. Uh, like I got a six, a two, a one, and like. What the like a six a two and a one? Well, it's, like you think it's got to be the pricing from the actual factory, you know? So it's like the bulk price, okay? Because the right. dealership's going to tack on money so that they make right, money, right? So they exactly. they go to the ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine. But I bet that's like the wholesale, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> quote unquote, the wholesale price from the actual. Fact, the actual company like Ford or right or selling the cars it's, to the dealerships, I would guess. And then that's then that's the thing is like okay, so is it you know 
621 or 612 like on a car so nine dollars is like you know i know but you since you never see those prices like that it's that's exactly complete luck it's like right it's not like audience you better be in tune with this because i'm going off of what you're saying what two next okay nine all right like you go to you go to Costco and it's like anything that's marked eighty one cents has been managed or discounted and so you know anything right. that's marked like you know like you know at a flat zero dot like zero cents is you know on closeout and you know it's about to be taken off the shelf right you know but like oh this car is twelve you know six hundred twelve it's the last digits like that means that they got it you know. Right uh, on the defect line or whatever, you know, or, or it, oh, it, it doesn't have the factory, you know, it doesn't have, you know, a CD player. It has, you know, just like whatever. And right. that's the other thing is, you, you, you know, you don't necessarily, they kind of rattle off the options on the car, you know, uh-huh. and this, that, and the other, but you don't really know. It's like, oh, did they get the undercoating? Is that extra? Oh, man, do right. I, maybe I should uh, take it up because it's like... We got the alloy wheels versus the, you know, whatever, whatever. So I think exactly. I think that's the funny part is the fact that a lot of it is kind of carnival guessing where it's like right. there's there's no real way to to know the exact price right. of, unless you unless like you said, you work at the dealership or the dealership and <laughs> right. you're like Oh, I know these cars come in at this because we because my manager said that you know you're you have to slum dog pretty much all of these, right. all these things totally, dude. What's uh, the one with the yodeler that climbs the mountain and falls off? Oh, uh, Alpine something. I can't remember. Oh, really? But yeah. Oh, yeah. That was always one of my favorite mountain. games. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I just I, I never you know. Almost, almost never when I watch that show and I'm like, oh, it's this number. It was almost never that number. Like, <laughs> it was not, I'm not <laughs> very good at that game. Never made right. it to 50,000 on that game. Mm. Um, right. But anyways, um, yeah, man, just basically classic games for me for the most part. Classic game shows back in the day. So, cool. Well, should we, should we talk the new uh yeah man uh what's the new with you uh the new we have is um so recently i have uh been doing a developmental biology class okay learning learning things um about um the human body as it uh-huh. you know develops and okay. and not just the human body we got like you know chick embryos we're learning about frogs and our sea urchin all this kind of different stuff right well um i'm just gonna put this out there as one of the discussion questions that we had to fill out uh-huh. uh, or discuss and the thing that i like about this class more than any other online class that i've taken is these discussion questions you just have to post your reply to the main thing and you don't have to make any comments on anybody else's stuff which is awesome because that's the worst i hate it (laughs) make sure you answer the question but look at two other people's and respond to them 
and see, you know, it's like for oh, class boo. engagement. <laughs> yeah, no. Boo. So I pretty much just kind of skimmed through it to make sure I'm not saying exactly what somebody else said so uh-huh. I don't get, like, in trouble. And I, you know, or I, I post first and say, you know, screw you, everybody. This is my idea. But. Screw you, guys. Um, yeah. So um, one of the things that uh, we we were talking about in the, or the discussion question was about is uh, regrowing or generating organs like, you know, in a lab, right? So being able to grow a kidney or a heart or a liver or whatever um, in the lab, as opposed to waiting and getting a donor transplant. Okay. And, uh-huh. and everything. Um, one of the, issues with this um and so we had to we had to state like what are some what are some issues um and how you know biologically speaking would you try to overcome those you know given the current technology and stuff like that so i'm just going to put this out there um registering this under our podcast name if if this idea uh, (laughs) you know carries some carries some weight to it then contact me we'll discuss it and, uh, you know, I'd love to be uh, helping you out with uh, with this research. But uh, essentially what I put in my discussion question was the fact that all of these organs are very intricate and there's so many different tissues and all this kind of different stuff. But they all have to have blood vessels to, like, every part of the organ, right? Okay, yeah. So, you know, you think about, like any of these and you know there has to be blood vessels that go to like the whole thing to like because that's what most of the organs do is they interact with your blood either cleaning it or oxygenating it or pumping it or you know uh adding to it or taking away from it something something right right uh so um if you've ever been to body worlds or if you look up Uh body worlds um and they're they have the thing plastinization um, mm-hmm. where they essentially replace all the water in a, in a in a whatever it is in a person or an animal or whatever they're going to preserve they replace all the water in the cells with plastic so it preserves it indefinitely right? right well there's one thing that they also do where they inject plastic into the blood vessels right replacing the blood vessels with this liquid plastic that then hardens and then they and then they dissolve the muscles, away right? yeah well they dissolve away the entire everything right right so you think of like a hand and they you know just tap into one of the veins or arteries or both and right. they just pump it in there those were so cool yeah yeah and then they just dissolve everything. So sometimes they keep the bone, sometimes they don't, whatever. But you see, like, basically this outline of a hand because, again, your blood vessels go to every millimeter, right. every micrometer of your body. So um, my idea was to use that as the scaffolding for these organs because the thing about building an organ is it's three-dimensional right so 
they they can't you know do it from like you know different ways because they have to have like you know something that's going to support this you know this network of stuff so using that so you take a kidney let's uh-huh. say yeah even though a kidney's really hard but <laughs> we'll just imagine <laughs> it you take a kidney and you drain out all the blood you replace it with maybe not plastic but something that you can then later dissolve right we'll say like right. like a salt like for argument's sake just like a salt solution or and and that hardens right so you get like this like basically like a salt crystal or like a maybe even like sugar crystals in right. like this intricate pattern and then you dissolve away all the tissue all the organic tissue from that and now you have this network of cells right or not sorry of vessels right you can then basically cover those you know in um, stem cells that will um, differentiate into the cell types for the inside of your blood vessels and there you go then you have Whoa. basically blood vessels and then you di- then you cover that in smooth muscle um, uh, stem cells that then grow into the smooth muscle that controls like if it's dilated or contracting and stuff like that and that's your scaffolding. So then you take different parts of it and you, you know, you add these, you know, parts for this type of cell and these parts of this type of cell. And you basically just kind of build it layer by layer on top of that. And your body, one of the interesting things about this is your body is really good at filling in small gaps, right? right. So if you cut yourself and it's a small cut you'll heal with no scar, right? Paper cuts. Like, how many paper cuts have you gotten? And you're like, oh, exactly. no scar. The bigger the cut, you know, your body's first reaction is, we have to close the system. We have to close ourselves off from the outside world and the crazy bacterias and everything that's out there. Right. And then we can repair. So that's why scar tissue, if a scar's just left open it scars really nasty because it's the body's just like, like move out of the way. <laughs> like we're just throwing cells at this. We don't care if like, that's why you get scars that like don't have sweat glands and don't have hair and all this kind of different, and don't have like, you know, right. pigment because it's just like, get the out of the way, just get to the other end and close this gap. We're doing this. But if you can suture it, put it right up against each other, then it's like, okay, well, you know, we're fine. We, we can actually slow down and do this properly, right? You know, patching a hole in your roof with just, like, you know, a piece of plywood versus, you know, taking the time to, like, re-shingle, right? Right. And so this network of, um, of vessels would be very delicate, especially at like the capillary level, but you wouldn't really have to deal with the capillary level because capillaries will fill themselves in. So, um, you could do it with 
kind of more like bigger vessels and stuff like that, um, like veins and arteries. And then once the organ is viable, it will actually bridge the gap and those capillaries will find each other on like at certain distances and stuff like that. So that's basically my idea is to kind of use that scaffolding, layer the stuff on top of it and everything. And then having some kind of way to then rinse out the, um, the, the hardened, you know, salt or sugar or whatever it is solution that you put in there and everything like that. Um, but I don't know. It's a lot of work and crazy, but it's up to Dude, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. That would what? be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, um, hopefully you would be able to do it basically by using the person's own stem cells so that their body doesn't reject it, you know? Right. It would take a long time to do, but depending on the technology behind it and everything, like, you could potentially grow it in a couple of months and, you know, they wouldn't have to, they would be waiting for a transplant, but you would basically just be able to make it and everything like that. So make it straight up. So that they know that they have one coming, as opposed to just crossing their fingers and hoping for a match. Yeah, dude, that would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, just thinking very randomly off the cuff here, you could, you could potentially do it for somebody who has donated, like a kidney. So if, right. if you donate a kidney. And that, because someone's a match, and you're like, I'm just going to donate my kidney so this person can get off dialysis as soon as possible. I'm fine with only one kidney, but you know what? Why don't you just grow me a backup kidney? Because <laughs> I deserve two. Everybody deserves at least one, if not two. <laughs> you know? So. Anyway. Dude, that would be amazing. Uh, we have ideas on this podcast. We need to we need to get some of this stuff going, man. Right. Uh, I did my best to follow you, and I think I have an idea of what you're saying. But it sounds awesome. It sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Right. Okay. Uh, let's figure out the. Funding, I got one man. backer. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, backing me on on hype, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. You got this, man. You're you're doing it. You're doing it, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is what is new with you? Um. Yeah. So, little RV update for all the uh, RV Ooh, fans okay. out there. We have enthusiasts built our um, some cubbies in our children's rooms. Or room okay. in our children's room. Okay. To just house a lot of their things, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, in our bunk room, there was originally four bunks. Uh, two up top and two down low, where one of them was like a like a hideaway almost. It had. A, uh-huh. Uh huh. It could uh, ex- you know fold up. 
and then you could fold the bed down and, and use it as a bunk. But so it's like flat we, against the wall, right? Down, right. So that mm-hmm. that wall is a little closer in the room on that side. It doesn't extend all the way to the, you know, where the uh, wall would be on the outside. Mm-hmm. We have like a it's cut out for a, a outside kitchen on the outside. So it eats into oh, that right. room. So so we. Um, so we took that bed out, and on that wall, though, it, you know, it's still under the top bunk a little bit. So there's a good little recession there. And we were debating about what to do with it, like make it a desk or make it a bench or that they could sit and read on or whatever. And we're like, nah, just make it shelves, cubbies and such, where they can just store all their jazz. Um, so that's what we've been doing this week, mainly this week. So we we found a dude in uh, pretty close to where we work who was selling these MDF boards, which uh, what's what's MDF? MDF is like a part. It's like a really oh dense, MDF. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like MDF. Got it. Got it. Really yeah, dense yeah. particle board kind of mm-hmm. boards with like the the like white. Yeah, I mean, it looks... It's, vinyl it's, or something on the one side. Uh, well, these didn't have anything, any coating on it either oh, side. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, it's like a real compressed, like, sawdusty board, mm-hmm. if you think of uh, a regular uh, piece of plywood. is almost flaky, like it would flake off, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle. This is like a, a compressed board. Anyway, so uh, uh, they're well, and, and here's what they are. So when we did those shelves for your mom, you know those pieces of wood that slot Mm-mm. on the top, right? You oh know? no, no, I know exactly. What, yeah, 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 I know no, exactly what it is. No, like, well, well, not oh. a, not just to explain it to you, but this is what that oh. guy had. There was oh, some. There was some. Uh, there was some industrial space that had a bunch of those shelves or par- or something like that that closed down, mm-hmm. and he didn't get the shelves, but he got all the like they threw the shelves away or something. I don't know, but he got all the wood from the top of all the shelves. So he had so they're all the same size board, you know, um, that were mm-hmm. for those big industrial shelves, but they put them on the top, and that's like the 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 surface of the shelf, right? So we mm-hmm. we got like ten, nine or so of those boards. We got three left. Like we didn't need all those, but we got. He was selling them for three bucks a piece. And we're like, well, that's pretty good right now for wood. <laughs> uh, so we did that, and so we've been building. And we had to build like two units basically because we wanted one shorter. Well, we had to do it because, uh, you know, those are like four feet long boards or something right um, and the space there is is a little over six foot so we had to do basically oh, right. like two units to span the size of it but we built them uh really tight <laughs> so we measured really good and uh and really didn't factor in any warping or or you know uh 
overlay like cuts yeah. or anything, right? So right. they were so tight. We had to to fit them in the space. We had to um, get one in there and smash it up against the wall as, as much as we could. Um, and then we had a rubber mallet the other one in, basically. A little. It took Ooh. probably 30 minutes to hammer it into the space. It's so just like, was oh, like we don't even their, nails, just their, pressure. <laughs> it's that tight. Right. I don't think it would go anywhere. We're probably going to anchor it still. But mm-hmm. but we built it, and my son is using one section as his ladder up to his bed because um, mm. it just kind of works that way too. So we're like, okay, so we don't have to build him a ladder on his side. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so my – Today, we, well, we did that today. We hammered them in today. I built the second unit yesterday. And uh, my wife was sanding it. And, uh, you know, we did some wood fill glue and stuff for, for some of the cracks and things. Um, she was going to paint it today. Our friend, our neighbor that we live next with has a paste sprayer. They were going to tape everything off and spray it because... We can't, mm-hmm. we can't take it out of the room. Like it's, it's stuck. It's wedged in there. So, right. Um, so anyways, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how, how far they get with it, but it's so, but it's pretty close to being done. So, and then they'll have a good place to put all their toys. Are, there's a lot of shells over there. There's like nine cubbies. Though some of them will be used for shoes on the bottom. We made like a shorter cubby so they could just kind of slide their shoes in on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nine cubbies on the one unit and then four shelves on the other one. So, you know, there's a lot of space. So, Anyways, so it'll be good. It'll clean their room up a lot easier. Things will actually have places, right. and we can mm-hmm. actually <laughs> make it a lot more usable. So, anyway, so that's just get some stuff off the ground, if nothing else. Yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. Mm. It'll be a lot easier for uh, for them to clean up, even too, because there'll be that designated spot for those things to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. So we're uh, we're doing it. We're DIYing this thing, and. Uh, it's coming along, so. That's awesome, man. I'm, oh, I'm glad it's working out because that is an awesome living space you got. So yeah. I think you just need to figure out how to keep it up and, you know, figure out where everything, once everything goes somewhere, then you can take it places. Right. Take the, get the fifth wheel action and drive it out everything so no man i'm excited all right well that is our podcast today thanks for being with us and uh that good listening that you do you're just so good at listening you're just so <laughs> yeah, it's good amazing at we don't even here. hear you chime in or nothing you're listening you're just like i'm just here to listen i'm just here to listen to you guys you know like who? Well, I don't know why people pay for therapy when you could just get somebody to listen to you on a podcast. Just right, talk about you know, whatever you want. People, that, dude, yeah, yeah, it's that easy. 
it's that easy to podcast. You know, you what gotta, what has a therapist ever said to anybody that's been in it? Right, so. right, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if you do have something to say to us, diagnose us with some kind of narcissistic something or other. Uh, hit us up on uh, the normal stuff. Gmail yeah. tag in Brando at Gmail. Uh, same with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hit us up on our Patreon uh, for our our B O T D beginning to the end. Yeah, beginning of the end. Beginning That's of the right. end. That's it. Yeah. If like, you're, beginning if you're, to the end. Yeah. If you're interested in that show, but you're like, I'm not sure if I can do the Patreon thing. I think we're gonna have a sneak peek of, of one episode coming for that uh, or coming soon that we'll do on our uh, you know main feed here, so you can listen to it. And if you enjoy it, maybe then you'll be like, oh, maybe I should go over to the Patreon page. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Other than that, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.